Oh no, it's really going to be. If if I could dream of this dream and we could all dream of this dream, this would impact the world. Excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality. These are the values the Sam and Walton College of Business explores in education, business, and the lives of people we meet every day. I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Walton College, and welcome to the Be Epic Podcast. I have with me today, Renu Jung, who is the founding executive director and endowed chair for the Institute for Integrative and Innovative Research, which we call I-Cubed-R, and that's the topic of today. She's also Distinguished Professor of Biomedical Engineering and Associate Vice Chancellor here at the University of Arkansas. She has a very successful research and track record, um, and she has um, over 12 patents, I believe. So, Renu, thank you so much for, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Matt, thank you so much for having me on this, your Be Epic podcast. It is my honor. Well, you know, Renu, of course, you were hired. We wanted to find uh, the best person uh, in the country to come on board and run this jewel uh, of a institute that we have um, called iCubed R, as I mentioned earlier. And of course, it was created with this $194.7 million grant uh, from the Walton Family Charitable Support Foundation. And it is um, it, it creates all kinds of opportunities for the University of Arkansas to really take a great uh, move forward in terms of um, research expenditure, uh, research commercialization, and really just being a big input to uh, society for advancement in many different ways. So congratulations that you were the one that was picked to run it. Well, thank you. I'm pleased that you all gave me a chance because this is quite an opportunity. And I know that this $194 million gift was divided up into, we've basically got the programs, if you will, of the center. We've got the the um, Institute's building, which is under construction right now. Uh, could you Could you tell us just a little bit even about the building that they're they're doing right now. Sure, as you said, this is an absolutely landmark gift, and it really, um, you know, it it shows the vision of how this whole region is being grown. And you know, we talk a lot about the quality of life issues and how that has changed in this area. And this gift to the university gives us an opportunity to really become part of that dream of moving this uh, Northwest Arkansas region in particular. And then, of course, the ex expansion of that uh, to other areas of, of having an impact in the growth of the whole area. So, as you said, the gift is divided into different parts. One of them is for the support of this building. And so the building's um, overall architectural design is inspired by the forests around us. So it, ha it has got a lot of cross-laminated timber inside, skylights above. So think about light filtering through the forest canopy 
down below. And to me, when I think about that, it also says enlightenment for a future, you know. So it's not just um, maybe the architects didn't think of it that way, but that's the way I think about it, that, OK, we have the rays of enlightenment coming right down on us as we are going to be working inside that building. Well, but, uh, it, it sounds like you're not only a scientist, but also an artist. That That's a good way to think of it. Well, it, it, it has been really been a pleasure. Uh, you know, dialoguing with architects. I've spent a lot of time with them and just seeing their vision and actually a very comprehensive approach with which this building has been put together. A lot of faculty have given input uh, into it, into what it should be. But the building is really designed to integrate different areas of, uh, of, of um, inquiry to be brought together. And also it's a collaborative of people and collaborative of spaces. So uh, one of the things we are talking about is it's not about my lab or your lab. It is about project spaces that bring people together. And those project spaces have functionalities built into them. And as you all have probably heard about it already, that there are innovation clusters that we had talked about would build this institute, food and data science, biosciences and bioengineering of metabolism, material sciences, integrative systems, neuroscience. So pulling all these innovation clusters together, we wanted a building that will integrate these together so that they're not siloed, but they're all pulled together. And this will offer resources uh, that are available for us to think about new technologies, new research, new ways of thinking about the future and bringing it to the now and bringing people not just from within the university but most importantly being able to bring our industry and business partners in place so there's you know technical spaces that are going to be there everything from addressing human health to uh, looking at you know cell culture so maybe we will do cell cultured meats here for all we know but also material sciences and a big um in immersion lab where we will be able to look at extended reality so it's uh, there's additive manufacturing so there's all these different components that are in the building and then there are collaborative spaces and there's a beautiful atrium in the middle that is kind of ties this outside core together into this central hall. And so I think it's it's going to be a gorgeous building. On, on Dixon, um, just an extension of the Fayetteville, I think it's going to be the art corridor will be the other end of it, you know. It's really exciting. Um, and of course, there's so much going on in Northwest Arkansas around science and commercialization and entrepreneurship. And and the clusters you have are so intriguing, um, so interesting. The food and data science, material science, bioengineering and metabolism and uh, neuroscience. They're all such uh, promising areas for research, technology, commercialization, and just um, advancement of society. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, it's, this facility isn't just for researchers, but also companies that might be working. So let's suppose there's a company that moves to town and they're doing work on something related that maybe crosses metabolism and neuroscience and data science, and they don't have some of the expertise they need. 
and they don't have some of the equipment they need. How do they work with you on that? Yes. Yeah, uh, thank you for asking that because at the core of it, the Institute is about problem solving. So what we are looking to say is, what is your problem? Whoever it's client centric. So let's say this is the company that you mentioned. So they have a problem or that they want to solve and they are going to have some product or they want to study a product that they have already made and they want to know it can be verified that it is doing what it is doing or it can be validated against whatever impact that they want to do. So the Institute, the way it is designed is that we would take the take that problem set from that company. We would talk with them about what their needs are. And then if they need physical needs or resources, then we could offer them capabilities that are available in the building. Let's say they want to prototype something and it's a device. So we would have additive manufacturing. There might be an electronic shop. There may be a characterization shop. Let's say that this is a device that is going to go through at some point into a human implant. Well, you need to do certain number of animal studies. You can do those in this in this building and you could also then verify. Yes, your technology meant all of that, but we will give them some support for regulatory guidance also of think early on in your business development of what would it mean to take your technology through the pathway to get approvals. You make the prototype. We have made agreements with external IRBs so that we can they can conduct their studies under a master agreement and then also with external CROs so they can do monitoring. So we're doing these master agreements that the Institute is putting in place so the company themselves don't have to go get all these agreements in place. And then they could come back to the Institute and say, hey, now we have done those. We want to run a clinical study in your human studies labs. So you could go the entire pathway. Now think the same way in the case of food industry pathway, right? So there may be certain things they want to do at the very basic science level. We want to grow cell cultured meats, so we want to look at some of the cellular level things. We will do some additional parts of the development part here. Maybe we want to come up with new ways of looking at a manufacturing line in which that meat product is going to be going through. So we'll have certain amounts of robotics capabilities here. So we combine all of that. At the same time, we are at the university. We have all the partners at the University of Arkansas. So the Institute, you, you're not just tapping into the university, you're tapping into all of the connectivity the Institute has. How would you do it? Some of it would be as a fee-for-service with our advanced technology team members. Some of it, maybe you need some more things other than just giving us a part to make. And in that case, you would engage with the Institute faculty or Institute uh, researchers to grow your grow your product or think, you know, do some intellectual cap capability. Or you might just tie in with us to, you know, tie into our network that is there with other faculty. And of course, students can be tapped in also. So not only will this institute then help commercialize research, it will also help companies move forward with their inventions as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is not just about basic science research coming out of the faculty. It really is to make sure we are a part of the puzzle of the economic development. And that development is not possible unless we are very closely tied in with our commercial and business partners. And one thing we have been saying is that we are not just about taking it to the shelf, not just uh, placing it in a clinic, but actually deploying it. 
so that we have societal impact. So once you start thinking about deployment, you may have to think about market analysis. You may have to think about behavioral analyses of people. Why do they accept certain things or not? So while that might be not be a large component, but there will be a small component of the institute looking at that. We might be thinking at financial platforms that allow you to, you know, to, to take your technology that you developed to actually get it deployed to the community where it is actually accepted and it is used. So that's really closes our circle of saying find the problem, get the solution, design it, develop it, and then most importantly, deploy it. Yeah, and you, you know, I caught too, you, you were mentioning you also are going to have the capability to help companies navigate complicated um, regulatory environment that they might face. Yes, so we will have a certain number of uh, staff in within the within the institute who can talk with them early on to say, this is what we see as your regulatory pathway, and these are the things you might need. We can guide them through a certain to a certain level, and if you do need an external CRO to come in, which are much more expensive, we've already made agreements with them. So you can come into a master agreement through an institution is called in, you know, an, an institutional agreement with us, and then you tie into this larger CRO that can we can bring in to help you with the additional parts. And of course, you know, we have other components at the university, our tech ventures groups, our OEI partners, that if they need that kind of business guidance, then the university already has other other, you know, other portals through which they could get guidance. We have already done some first in human studies for newly developed class three medical devices. So we have some background in that already. So the goal is to make sure that we have sufficient members in our, what I'm calling advanced technology teams within the Institute that can offer these services. Well, this is so exciting. I mean, it's so clear that this is a very important catalyst for entrepreneurial and economic development around these innovation clusters. And it seems like such good timing when you consider the fact that we have the Alice Walton Whole Health School of Medicine that's going to be coming online in just a couple of years. Um, we have the Cleveland Clinic uh, moving to town. We have UAMS opening facilities up here that will be ready for research. So it seems like, uh, boy, the timing all of all of this is just uh, incredible. Uh, yes, we are very fortunate. And I think that's why I have to go back and say this is what was so exciting to me, just hearing about what is going on. So that's the medical sector, which is growing extensively. We also know we have a very, very strong food sector that is grow that is also expanding. There is lots of clear data saying food and health are coinciding together. You know, we are also doing a lot with mobility in this area. So while we may not be the leaders in mobility, other there are other groups at the university, our deployment part, the way the institute comes into place, we would like to be able to say, see how the institute could help in that. And I even think about the CHIPS Act that just came about, right? And so if you start thinking about different technologies and how that might tie in, think 
you know, 10 years later where the university is doing other effort in those areas and how we might at some point converge all of this together to really make this a place where you can have your manufacturing, you can have your, you know, you guys are the supply chain gurus, you know, so taking things all the way, th all the way through, but it is both the economics is all the data behind it, but it is also making products and moving companies here. So we give them the ecosystem that they so cherish when they are in the Boston area or they are in, you know, in the Bay Area. There is absolutely no reason why we cannot be growing that ecosystem here where you don't have to ship things to different parts of the country, but you're right here in the heartland, you know, putting all of that structure together. And we have hidden gems that should not be hidden anymore. We need the shining diamond out, you know. Before our meeting, just for fun, I went to Crunchbase mm -hmm. and I entered metabolic or I don't remember exactly. I think I wrote metabolism because, you know, in Crunchbase, you can see early stage companies and their funding levels. And and I was surprised, Renu, mm -hmm. how many were involved in really pretty sophisticated, you know, metabolic related uh, types of, um, you know, entrepreneurship, but, you know, it seems like, uh, it's uh, somehow those companies are going to have to learn about what you all are doing. Well, we have to learn from you all. We have to learn about marketing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, going back to this metabolic stuff, right? So one of the things, obviously, if you look at an institute that is so broad like this, there are other institutes that are just focused on brain health then you have a single thing. Here we don't have one single thing to talk about and we are agnostic really to, you know, a, a disease or something like that. We are not a health institute. We are really a, a solutions institute that is, is, is looking at problems and go back to the same thing. What is your problem? How can we solve it? How can we make the solution and get it deployed? We are driven by that purpose, societal impact. So going back to your metabolic meta, metabolism thing you talked about, right? So let's think about the grand challenge of metabolic health. All of us are different. Each one's DNA is different. Our stress levels are different. We sleep differently, all of that, right? How do we promote wellness? Food, exercise. Two, two ecosystems that are really strong and what we are working on to improve the quality of life here and are growing the industrial base for all of the food stuff and also i mean think about all the things the gorp program that we are pulling out of the collaborative all of the bike culture the you know the mountain biking uh, uh, you know the international mountain biking mecca to be put in here right so if you think about food and exercise looking at that to promote good health sustain it and then of course if things go wrong which unfortunately we have a lot of that not just here in arkansas in the heartland, in the United States, across the world, when our metabolic health is not okay, of all the interventions that would have to be done, we can think of, a, there are so many problems and so many solutions to be created, both in different kinds of resource settings, right? And so I think it, it, it ties in all of that together. And so I think that is, that is the beauty of what this institute we hope is going to be able to do. And this region is going to be able to show that when we put things together and integrate together, then we are able to move the needle, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, two things 
stuck out to me about what you said. One, you're looking at the problems and trying to be a solution to the problem, which is what entrepreneurs do. So in some ways, you're taking a very entrepreneurial approach to to this. And and the second thing that stood out to me is just the idea of looking for where all of these areas cross these uh, clusters, because, you know, research shows that most of the biggest and the highest number of innovations come from crossing things that aren't usually crossed. Yes. So that's it's interesting that both of those things were built into the DNA, if you will, of, of this institute. Absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, maybe this is a terminology that comes out of the business world. We are going to tackle wicked problems. <laughs> are not simple to answer. No one group can do it. But if you make a dent in those, you really have major, long, sustainable impacts. Yes, going after wicked problems, that that will make a big difference. No question about it. Renu, you know, is this just for Northwest Arkansas or is it broader than that? Oh, no, it's really going to be. If, if I could dream of this dream and we could all dream of this dream, this would impact the world. Think about it. You know, we have a region where we are in a unique situation. We have got, you know, a, a, a land grant university whose mission is to impact the people. We have got a growing ecosystem of technologies, companies, etc. We have some of the strongest philanthropy in the world, philanthropic families right here who are investing in this area to see economic strength, quality of life improvement, so we have this beautiful, beautiful convergence of multiple groups that can come together to grow things. We are a test bed, but we are not the kernel that does not expand. I think of it as a growing wheel of impact out from the heartland to the country across globally. So uh, the, the other issue I wanted to bring up is even though 194.7 million is a lot of money. Um, that money's being deployed for all kinds of things, the building, the people, equipment, et cetera, et cetera. And I know these labs are really expensive. So I would imagine that for this to be self-sufficient and sustainable, if you will, you're going to have to have a business model that generates a good amount of revenue uh, as well. Is that right? Absolutely. I think we have to think of ourselves as a very well invested in startup. And if you think about it in that manner, you say we have a great seed round and we have the ability to, you know, start well, but we really have to make sure that we have got and thought through what will be our different revenue sources. A strategically, yes, grants can give us one set of income from, say, the federal government, but what are the different ways in which we might do? Some may be long term. If companies get formed, we invest in companies, there is equity coming back. That's a long term approach. Maybe we would get those. There may be other ways in which we might be able to get revenue sources to do things. We have to think very entrepreneurially to say, how are we going to get the right revenues? to grow our effort 
and to most importantly, sustain our efforts so that we can give back. We can be the solution center that we are designed and are expected to be. So if I were an entrepreneur and I had a company like that was really focused on metabolic health, but it also used a lot of um, capabilities from data science and neuroscience, and I was forming the company and I was aware of uh, IQDAR, then in creating my ask, or say, say I was already formed and I was getting ready to go for a Series A venture funding, I would probably want to build into my budget uh, money so that I can spend it at IQDAR to advance my technology to where it could be marked and you know actually uh, realized in the market. Yes, and the, uh, what we are doing is setting up the structure so that you could be a initial startup, you could be an innovator. You su submit your proposal to us. We look at your proposal. Not every project we might be able to take, but we look at it. We say yes, we have the capabilities to offer you resources to do it, staff to support it. And then we would give you back a work package. And that work package would have uh, both information about our resources and uh, capabilities, as well as what will it cost to do this entire package through. And if we get it right, and we have all of this, which is what we're setting up, it would be a good experience because it would go from submission portal to billing all in one way with milestones and deliverables. Well, Renew, this is so exciting, and I'm so glad that you were willing to move to Arkansas to to run IQDAR. We definitely needed you and your expertise, and uh, it's really just exciting to see what kind of an impact this is going to have on society over the next couple of decades. Thank you, Matt. It has been my pleasure, and it is Quite an adventure every day seems to be opening up new opportunities and new adventures and it is going to be a team effort a convergent team effort on behalf of the sam and walton college of business i want to thank everyone for spending time with us for another engaging conversation you can subscribe by going to your favorite podcast service and searching be epic b-e-e-p-i-c -E